Good morning, Albuquerque. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, my partner in crime, my very best friend in all professional radio outside of one guy, Van Allen Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? Good morning, Fredo. How you doing, my partner? I'm excited to be doing it, and I'm excited to be doing it with you. Mm-hmm. Joining us on this very special episode of the program, uh, Brandon Ortega, KOB, star of TV and radio, and loser in every disc golf playoff ever played at Roosevelt Park. Good morning, Brandon. That still stings, man. That was that was such an epic, epic showdown that we didn't even plan. It was just so random. But it's so good to be with you guys this morning. Do you, and, and what's this worse, is the most energetic I've ever been in the morning. By the way, what's I feel, worse, good, I feel for, good this morning. What's worse, Fred? I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I beat him at regular golf the very next day. Too. Uh, Stop. So it was. What, like, what did you I, end up with? So, I didn't even ask you because I knew you kicked my butt. Exactly, bogey. Yeah, yeah, nine over after nine. You guys was little disc golf this week. Fourteen little, over, I think. Little regular golf. So yeah. you guys have actually taken a professional friendship and turned it into an actual friendship. Sure. Well, that's incredible, Brandon. Yeah. No one would have thought well, that you. Same goes with you as well. Oh, obviously. that's super kind. Of course. So this is our this is our first terrestrial show from the new Talk ABQ studio. Like you guys, like, are you feeling it? Or are you about this life? I like it, man. Uh, there's a, just a, the tiniest bit of echo. Okay. And I think it's the room. Not the electronics. Okay, and I so, know, yeah, and I know as it goes out to listeners, yeah, off the walls, yeah, they bit. won't absorb that. Yeah, you yeah, won't, you so, won't be able to. So that. that'll come down. Yeah. But um, no, we're making a lot of efforts and a lot of strides here. So the idea is we're going to uh, implement all the things you need for the quality of audio that the listener at six ten the sports animal so regularly gets. So so we're excited to be doing that. I've, I've been in here a handful of times now since you guys have moved in your yes. stuff, and I got to say, every time I'm in here, I feel like that energy. Of like something, you know, really special in the very, very beginning stages. Like you guys have so much potential. The things you guys can be doing in here, you know, and you guys have a lot of projects in the works. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, I love being in here. I well, really, really do, and it's uh, it's fun to do the show from here tonight. That's super kind, Brandon Ortega. Well, as a as a super straight guy, I'm really into interior design. <laughs> okay. And it, it's kind of it's kind of hard right now. It's so plain. And you I know, did I could, and I did help with that. Yes, you did. I, I, I got, yes, yeah, you did. I got you, you guys your first. Uh, Stuff to put on the walls. You did. And check out – and we'll have photos of all that stuff. So everything's at TalkABQ. That's the social media. And obviously, because I haven't, I haven't mentioned it yet, Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live, literally from the ABQ Act studio. Yeah. Powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We, of course, play on Team I-9, and we're in your hole, Duke City Cornhole. Having a lot of – it was a busy week for your boys. Like, and obviously, we're going to jump into sports. We're going to talk about Thursday Night Football at length. We're going to talk about the trip we're taking with United today. We're going up to Colorado Springs for a quote-unquote home game for the United. So kind of a three three thirty kickoff if anyone's listening and yeah. want to just trek down there for a day trip. It is possible. You Correct. You get down there in time for the kickoff. And then if you want to stay the night there, come right back home. That's how I see it. And then uh, – so your boys will be out. We'll be doing something. So we're going to cover the game. We're going to cover the post game. And then we're going to enjoy the festivities that Colorado Springs has to offer. And then uh, on our way back to catch a uh, kickoff for NFL football on Sunday. So tomorrow, that'll be good. The thing that um, that most excites me, though, about like when we're able to do the show on Saturday mornings is we can do that week in review because we had a hell of a week in review. Sure. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. So um, we, we looks like we're going to birth a new partnership in the New Mexico game. So that's yeah. a really exciting thing. So we're excited to bring them aboard as soon as the opportunity really presents itself. Um, we got a thing in the works. We're gonna we're working on shooting like a documentary for like an Albuquerquean. Very so that, excited about yeah, that. Yeah, so we're gonna tell a cool story of a local individual. Brandon, you're involved in that. So a little bit of expansion outside of the radio program. And then lastly, since sports are back in full blow, like there's there's currently right now NHL hockey, NBA basketball, Major League Baseball, baseball. That's 
obviously, NFL football. There's all college sports, which we're going to hit on that one. U.S. Open's going on right now in golf. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. there's right now more than I could ever absorb in one sitting – and I have like I haven't watched pro wrestling in weeks. Like there's there's more sports now than ever, and I'm I'm almost in overload. Like there was mm-hmm. I was so a star mm-hmm. for so long that now I don't know how to absorb. How are you guys absorbing everything? Well, I just watch baseball. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, and 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 for me, yeah, like I, I'm focusing more on the play, NBA playoffs because mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how I was, you know, in the regular times when the NBA playoffs rolled around. I kind of focused, honed in on that as far as watching it at home on my free time. And then I'd catch up on MLB when they get in the playoffs because right. that's coming up soon too. Yeah. We're, we're not that far away from that. Yeah, call it. Yeah, NBA playoffs for sure. That's the only thing sports-wise I'm watching at home for me. I definitely did the couch beer sandwich thing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, yeah. really soaked in week one. I don't know how often I'm going to do that this year. Well, so I, I love me some football, and it's like one of the best sports to watch on television. You were you were solo most of the time too. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, it was just like you and the dogs. Exactly. And I was hanging out watching some football. That's yeah. that's a whole. You can't, it's a whole unique experience in itself. Can't really go to the bar with the boys no. this mm-hmm. year. Put on mm-hmm. your colors and go mm-hmm. yell at the TV. Yeah, that's not really an option now. So, well, a lot of these places the in couch. Albuquerque have so many patio, uh, like a mm-hmm. uh, like canopy setups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that. I, I feel like that could be fun. You could almost feel like you're in someone's backyard doing it that way. The the new Talk ABQ studio is at uh, Osuna and San Mateo. So if you're familiar with the area, you're familiar with the area. And right there, there's a, um, a national chain uh, sports wing-oriented restaurant just like a block from us, right? Sure. And it has a big patio. And, you, like, as the bird flies, you can't miss this place. So th- it's right there. And they put, like, TVs on their thing. There's, yeah. like, people uh, gathered. And, right. And kind of my thought process on it is – like you go to a place, you eat and you leave. Like, like, because right. there can only be so many people there. Right. But like, that's not necessarily the vibe of everyone. Like, no. people are being like encouraged, like sit around and have a picture or two. Right. And that's I'm a little surprised at how quickly that's returned. And this this restaurant you're talking about has a bird theme, right? Yes, it's bird theme. It's bird theme. Yes. I don't see why n- it's a hoot. None of the waitresses dress up like birds at all. No, it's it's, it's the weirdest thing. Well, it's not a Halloween thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a. It's it's a euphemism. Oh, yeah. Because when you go there, you'll have to see who is there. Yeah, right, right. So that's it's it's about seeing who is there. Right. Okay. I'm with you. Cool. But that so, makes, like, makes way more sense. So people are shot like they. I guess people are. I guess the pandemic's over because people are tired of it. Yeah, I mean, they just decided America just decided the pandemic's over and let's go out in public without mask now and just sit for hours on end at a public patio absorbing yeah like the collapse of the boston celtics sure oof yeah which we'll go into at length right. later game three coming up tonight yeah they they have to have to win i mean i i think game two is kind of must win for them and they got off to a great start but man the heat have just been the story of the playoffs i feel like no one can beat my father jimmy butler like and and obviously we'll go into length on that but like jimmy butler to me elevates everyone around him and i can't think of a guy as a similar to that like um lebron james oh, lebron james so, yeah. i don't honest Kumpo, the third person in nba history to be mvp and defensive player of the year the same year they're, Dude, they're in that ballpark it didn't work out great for giannis we got hurt this though. playoff bubble but i agree with your sentiment yeah. do, do he, me a he favor. got hurt though so. name anyone on the heat that's not jimmy butler i can name all, all of them you, yeah. you can name haslam 
That's that's what I was gonna leave. He's like with. the 15th guy, but Bam Adebayo, the block of the year, right there. Duncan Robinson, three point specialist. You got You're not Crowder. You got Dragic, who is an X factor for them with Dragic all the things is, he does. They got a, a ragtag bunch of underrated. Tyler dudes. Hero is probably the guy I like the most. The rookie out of Kentucky, he's been really good for, I, for a rookie Dra- especially. But he's just been great. Well, I love that you love these guys. These guys aren't anyone. These guys aren't not yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, say that to their mom's face, Fred. This, I dare you. I, get, I first of all, if I wanted to talk to their parents, I would talk to their father, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, because is your father. Jim, because Jimmy Butler is the one that's elevating these guys. Papa Jim. Yeah, that's the. I mean, and that's the absolute point, right? Where it's like these dudes are at a level where they're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, what is literally and up to O now? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is the last time we've seen this? Like, LeBron and the Cavaliers um, in 05? I would say is it 15 the, years? the Pistons were, are, are a team from 2004 that yeah. they've been compared to. Even though, like, gosh, they were so disrespected back then. Like, they essentially had four All-Stars on the that Pistons, team. The Pistons, yeah. Yeah, t- but, like, not superstars. But not, like, yeah, and not, like, in yeah. their prime sure. all yeah. at the same time, necessarily. But, These guys are just young and hungry and so well coached. Eric Spolstra doesn't get enough credit with the way this team's playing. And they, they've they've just, like, built it around Butler. Like, I remember back when he signed with them. Sure. I was a bit surprised because he's going to a team that, you know, we're, we live in an in a age now where so many athletes are going to a team that are contenders, right? Right. Like, for the yeah. most part, except for, like, LeBron. Super teams. Like, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, if not super teams, at least contenders. Like, LeBron – is an exception because he obviously went to Los Angeles not just for basketball. He was starting to set himself up for what he wants to do after basketball. But you're talking about Kevin Durant. I'm talking about Kevin Durant. I'm talking about the big three with Boston. I'm talking about the Miami big three. Kawhi and playoff P. Yeah, and like Kawhi went there because he knew they were going to get Paul George and that they would be a contender. That's not necessarily a super team, though, even though a lot of people predicted that they would be a – finals champion this year weren't super I'm just, this year i'm just saying jimmy went to this team jimmy butler went to this team that no one thought was a contender and here they are two wins away from the nba finals so and we have just like a right up against it as far as the break goes but to kind of draw a conclusion out what is that factor called then with jimmy butler because that's like that's not that's not skills on the court that's not like what is that called to be able to like grow all the talent around you because that's got to be identifiable that has to be Something you're looking for. I feel like the Heat's pitch to him was, this is going to be your team. Your team, yeah. That's what he's wanted his whole career. Right. When he was traded to the Timberwolves, the young guys there did not want to buy into what he was doing. When he was traded to the Sixers, those guys kind of bought in, and then when it came to the playoffs, they weren't about what he was about. Right. This team was handed over to him, and... Yeah, he's led the way. I think the, like the the big three of the Celtics and then the big three of the Heat right. kind of changed modern basketball. Yeah, because it used to be the Jimmy Butler method, like you find a team, you lead your team, you take credit for your team, and you success. don't leave them when things go wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the '90s and the 2000s, you saw like two good players. One of them would split mm-hmm. to go on their play on their own team. You know, start their own team, be their own team leader, mm-hmm. and no one does that anymore. Everyone wants to formulate the super team, the big two or the big three. I might argue Scottie Pippen going to the Rockets is not that. I might argue, but that was after MJ left. That yeah. was like they yeah. blew up the team. They forced him to leave. Yeah. and in fact, he went to the Blazers first. Yeah, for one season. You're correct. Yeah, yeah, but it's, um, I don't know. It's 
I don't think it's so novel that guys want to do that and build those sort of things, but I, I do think it's exceptional when you get, like, well, the exception, which is exactly what we have in Jimmy yeah. Butler. It's exactly why, like, the Celtics are in such trouble, which, by the way, they won't be for years to come. That team is going to be. Well, they've been to the conference finals now. This is the third time. Isn't that crazy? They've been in five years? Yeah, they've been good years? for a long time. Yeah, like, they've been here before, but they are just going up against a team that is just playing so good and playing so together. And that's a, you know, when you get that going, like the Nuggets winning the three games in a row to get into the conference finals, they, you know, they, they kind of took some of that stuff that the Heat have been doing. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun to watch. We'll have more NBA talk later, but when we get back from the break, we're going to go over Thursday night football. The Battle of Ohio. Dave and Busters presents APQ Central live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 and we're in the hole. Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're back on the program. Your boys are going to Colorado Springs this afternoon. We're going to check out the United. Yeah. It's a home game and it's a away game. We're going with uh, starring TV and radio, KLB's Brandon Ortega. Guys, Three, 3.30 kickoff. 3.30 kickoff. And that's uh, it's on ESPN+. Plus. So mm-hmm. if you're not there with us, be there with us via the live stream. And then, obviously, we will be – everything is at Talk ABQ. We'll be producing scores and highlights and everything that goes along with it. Hanging so. with the curse. Brandon, from what I understand, there's a few tickets left. Yeah, yeah, there, absolutely. Uh, and you can just get them online. New Mexico, yeah. UTD.com. They have a pretty easy setup. Yeah, just go to that website. If you're trying to get tickets, get them online, and then just make the drive out there. And then it's socially distanced while you're up there. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be – a kind of a different vibe this will be my first time going to the stadium but i have heard it's pretty well spread out they're gonna have folks in different like quadrants of the stadium it's not gonna all be like one big crowd uh to have like social distance around so yeah it's gonna be interesting setup for sure okay i'm in like i'm excited sessions are gonna be open it's like that's that's my big question yeah they got it you gotta feed them that's what that's how i feel i don't want to sneak in hooch well, I'm on the clock. That's all right. Well, first of all, you're I on the clock. There's a so moral, we, moral conundrum there. Can we? You only want to purchase? Yeah. Uh, while you're on the clock, like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna help the cause. Why do you keep saying on the clock? Well, like we're a, working. We're covering the game. Yes, I mean that. Like that is a press box rule. Like yeah. you, you have to bring in your. Yeah, own, you have to sneak in. That's what it is. <laughs> so all right. So flasks it is. So there's a level. Just kidding, Colorado Springs. A professionalism that you've grown to expect from one Van Nunley. So we're very excited to join the United. Um, this is going to be a fun one. And like I said, check out all the social media. They, they are in the playoffs also, by the way. That was something they accomplished uh, Wednesday. By way of the loss, Real, right? Real, Real Monarchs yeah. lost. So mathematically, they are locked into the playoffs. It's just a matter if they're going to be the one or two seed coming out of Group C. So that's exciting, too. They're, they're, now they're trying to get that one seed. It's important for them to, to them to get the one seed. So something is on the line the next four matches, four or five matches. Ohio is going to be in the conversation for about the next month and a half as the election's coming up, and they started early as the hated Cincinnati Bengals take on the hated Cleveland Browns because I don't know anyone that really cheers for either of these fan bases. I know a couple of each. Out here? Not very prominent, yeah. One guy that's literally from Cleveland and one guy that's literally from Cincinnati. I only know one Bengals fan. Well, a family of Bengals fans. Right. My best buddy, Derek Woody, who does On the Pitch with me right. on KOB, Good dude. is a diehard Bengals fan. And, yeah, he's just so frustrated already <laughs> two weeks into the season. He's got the, two card- losses. the cardiac kid, the gambler, Joe Burrow. Is yeah. What I guess they're calling he, him. For a rookie, I, I think he's looked pretty good he's so far. He's looking very good. 
30, 30 points they put up. Yeah, yeah. as a loser. Game. He's looking sure. very good. Mm-hmm. He's a perennial Well, he loser. doesn't play defense. He doesn't play both sides of the ball. He's only the quarterback. What did they only give up in week one to the Chargers? 16 points? I mean, they've been in – that's what's crazy about the NFL. What I Probably my favorite thing about the NFL, an 0-2 team like the Bengals easily could be a 2-0 and team. Sure. You know, it's, it's, it's a, a possession away in both losses. We're going to – and we'll talk about the score and we'll talk about the game or whatever. But I think what I want to talk about a little bit first, though, is like the confidence that the NFL has put in Joe Burrow to put him on Thursday night football in week two. Like that's when the NFL knows what talent is, right? So the NFL knows like we got this guy, we got this kid, and we're going to put him like in front of the country. And although in a losing effort, like does, does like rise to the occasion, right? Sure, he played great. Yeah, he didn't play bad. Not at all. And, uh, I mean, but part of that matchup also is the the Browns, you know, a promising roster with Baker Mayfield and a lot of these guys back from last year uh, that they brought in, like Odell Beckham. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a talented team. Is a, is a matter of can they reach the potential that people think they have. Do you, that's, that's the thing with the Browns, right? It's like, oh, this is their year. Oh, this is their year. Every year. Oh, they're going to put it together. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> They never are. They're very talented and they're I, very fun to watch. I really feel like it's a year they're going to compete for the playoffs. That's what I feel like they're capable of doing. I just don't. I mean, if I'm they not were, sold they're going to be a playoff team. They were in the AFC South, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think the West is already locked up. And the North, they're not going to beat the Ravens or the Steelers twice. Like, there's no way. So there's four losses right there. The Steelers there. did look good in week one. I'll say that. They, they looked pretty good. Ravens look great, obviously. Yeah. Whooping on the Browns. There's something to be said, though, about, like, l- let's talk about, like, offseason stuff, right? So, like, they bring in, like, Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. right? So, you're already winning in the offseason. Like, you have to, like, what's that old saying? Like, you, you win NFL games every day except for Sunday, right, or whatever? Sure. Like, so, they're bringing in guys, and they're not allowing talent to go elsewhere. What was the final last night? 35-30? Mm-hmm. Or Thursday night? So, 35-30. Um, and the Bengals with the win, like if you put better players out there and you do better things, like you're going to have a chance to win. But when you're the Browns, I think specifically this team you played last night, Joe Burrow or Thursday night, Joe Burrow threw 61 passes, 60. Yeah, they're putting they're putting the offense in his hands. He's Absolutely. played eight quarters of football in his mm-hmm. entire professional career. You're mm-hmm. going to have him sling it 60 times. The young gun, yeah, the young. I mean, your top pick. They're throwing him in there right away, and they're they're trying to get the kinks out. You know, as early as they can. That's what that's what the Bengals are going all in on Joe Burrow. It's very obvious right now. I mean, well, last year he literally had the best college football season in the history of college well, football. I, I would say like the best one year run. Exactly. You know, any college athlete, maybe with the exception of some college basketball athletes, you know, because there's so many one and done guys mm-hmm. now. But in football, I think college football it's been very rare to see a guy have such a great senior year without any you know, real opportunity beforehand, and just capitalizing on you know. Do you know everything? Who, do you know who owns the record for like the most completions by a rookie? Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Second game in the NFL. Thirty-seven of them. It helps when you throw sixty-one times, but still, mm-hmm. he completed thirty-seven. That's that's pretty impressive. With no preseason. No, pre- exactly. Mm-hmm. With no offensive exactly. line. He w- he was hit as many times last night by the Cleveland, or excuse me, Thursday night by the Cleveland Browns as he was the entire season that he played last year. Well, it was yeah, he was hit more on Thursday than Jack Flaherty was on okay, Wednesday. There we go. Like, Eight runs and two innings. Low blow, buddy. Low <laughs> blow. <laughs> I'm just like if if you are six and a half foot tall and 250 pounds, like call Cincinnati right now and tell me you can play left tackle. 
Because, like, yes. this team needs to protect this dude. Because if you're going to drop him back 60 times, you're going to expect him to cle- complete 80% of those passes, which is basically what he went for last night. And you're going to – and, by the way, the Browns run the ball. So, it's like whenever they have the ball, they're not wearing out the way that Cincinnati is. Like, it takes a lot to do what they're doing on offense. But whenever you're dropping back all the time and you're just getting beat up, you're only going to be – you're not going to make it through a whole season, Joe Burrow. Like, we're, we're going to get John Kitna. I don't know who the backup is in Cincinnati. <laughs> John Kitna. Coming out of retirement. <laughs> He's coaching, isn't he? John Kitna's probably younger than Tom Brady. Ooh. Mm, I think he's got him by six months. It's, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be one <laughs> cup of coffee. How old is Brady again? Is, is 43. he forty three? I, I forget that all the time how if you're seasoned gonna, he is. He's an old dude for the for NFL standards. That's crazy. If you're gonna throw it sixty one times and you got um I mean you got some wide receivers out there, right? Mm-hmm. You got some guys that are gonna catch the ball in Cincinnati. But you got AJ Green coming off the ankle. Is it an ankle? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I left him in on Thursday. He only got me five points. And that's what I'm saying. Gone a season and a half. Do you think you can convince someone to give you offensive line help for what AJ Green could be again? Like is there a team out there that is like, Oh, we got the right scheme, we got the right fit, we got things that because like, I'm being very serious right now. Mm-hmm. If you don't put guys in front of Joe Burrow, he will he will literally die. Literally die. I mean, what doesn't kill him makes him stronger, right? Did tell that to him on five out of five passing will, on fourth down. But he's going to die. He's <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he doesn't die after, after, after us saying CTE that. CTE in his third game. Yeah, he's, he's, gonna, he's taking some licks. But the, all rookies do. You know what I'm saying? Especially at the quarterback position. Most rookie quarterbacks are going into – offensive lines that are also young that they're trying to rebuild so this is a common thing for rookie quarterbacks but i was i was just going to point out that all these rookie quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round you got tua and herbert with the chargers wasn't there another one in the first round besides burrow like his burrow's the only one being thrown in right now i love the packer kid oh yeah late first round exactly love. jordan love yeah. for the packers but he's not playing in at least for the next few years to right. well, ride out Rodgers as long as they can. Fitzmagic is trying to keep Tool on the bench, too. So, yeah. I mean, they, uh, there's there's that conversation to have. Um, of all those guys you named, only one of them is going to have 600 pass attempts, and it's Joe freaking Because he's the only one playing. But yeah. it's, it's too many. Like, it's not – that is not a safe formula, Cincinnati Bengals. And if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, are you excited to watch games go down to the wire and lose? I guess you are because it's better than what you've had. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a common question. Would you rather – you lose by one or lose by 30, I think most people say I'd rather, you know, get beat badly than get so close to it. So your emotion's not into yeah, it. Cause yeah, because, like, my buddy Derek, I mean, I've talked to him after the game, both games, and he's just like, oh, you're so close. You here, here's the thing. Gave me hope. Here's the thing that people are underestimating. A lot of people had a lot of hope about Baker Mayfield two years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's just a middle-of-the-road guy now. Not great, not bad. I mean, what if Joe Burrow is just putting up these numbers because of, like you said, just volume? Yeah. Anybody can go out there and throw 60 passes. Well, Tyler Murray was – Kyler Murray, excuse me, yeah. with the Cardinals last year, got tons of uh, attempts in last year. I feel like his numbers are a bit padded. Sure. This year, they're doing it again because uh, what do they do? They trade their starting running back for DeAndre Hopkins to get another weapon for him. Uh, I think we're in an NFL now where rookie quarterbacks that start right away, they're just going to you know, throw as much as they possibly can with them. Unless they have a stud running back, which the Bengals don't. Even the Mixon's good. 
but they're going all in on Burrow. Well, and, and you're talking about like how fledgling like the opposing quarterback was last night, Baker Mayfield. Right. Well, the thing is, in the two games with Kareem Hunt and Nick, Ch- two games in the sixteen game or ten games they played together, excuse me, between Hunt and Chubb, they have something combined crazy like seventeen hundred rush yards. Mm-hmm. Like the like the Cleveland Browns don't want Baker ba- Baker Mayfield to have to do what Joe Burrow has to do, and I think that's what makes him look like mid tier. I don't necessarily think he's a mid tier guy. I just think he has. Like, guys who will carry the rock. Well, he's had to sling it around the last two years. Like, since they got Kareem Hunt and since Chubb has been healthy. Yeah, Chubb really emerged focused, late last year, too. Yeah, they focused yeah. on the run game. Yeah. It was a good Thursday night football game? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, any, like, football's back. Like, but it was any, close. Any, I, mean, it was close. I just love that we're getting close games. So that was a close game. Yeah, any game's a good game when we hadn't had any and we didn't think we are going to have any at all. So it's a bonus just having it. Even if it is the bottom tier bottom feeders yeah. right. that are both the Ohio teams, like they got they both got demolished. Like the Bengals game was closer in score than the, the game they, actually was. They only was. lost by three. Yeah, yeah, it was closer in score than the game actually was. Well they dropped the touchdown there at the and very then, end. And then the Browns got absolutely oh, yeah. crushed. The, by Browns, the Ravens, yeah, Browns got whooped. like a real team. Yes. Like once a, once Cleveland and Cincinnati starts playing real teams are going to get exposed. When we get back, Major League Baseball made a – not an announcement. But there's a prominent rumor. There's a prominent rumor in the Major League Baseball world. Dave and Buster presents ABQ Central live in the ABQ Act studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we play on Team I-9, and we're in your hole, Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the show. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and we are excited to be talking about it. Uh, Van, we are through what I thought would not have ever happened at this point. We, we have played more Major League Baseball games than I thought we would play. I did not think the season would make it. I thought without a bubble, the thing would fail fabulously. And Major League Baseball has really doubled down on that, and they have decided that not only are they busting the bubble, they're going to put – excuse me, not only are they busting the idea that you have to have a bubble, they're going to put fans in the mix again. Like, so all those cardboard cutouts that you paid $50 for, those are all worthless. <laughs> like, you don't get those anymore. Sorry. So, for th- so, wait, you're saying for the playoffs, this is a rumor that is gaining traction, that fans will get to attend the playoff games. Forget limiting coronavirus exposure. We're putting fans in the stands. Yeah, I got to eat crow on this one yeah. because I was outspoken that MLB would not last until the playoffs. I didn't think there'd be – any shot, Same. they'd make it this far. Yeah, I mean, it only took a week to, for a team to, like, break down. Yeah. You know, the, the Cardinals, yeah, mm-hmm. having to shut down for so long yeah, after the one Marlins, week. The Marlins. Marlins the first week. The, the Phillies Cardinals, like, the third week. Yeah. I mean, they just they handled it so poorly at first. There was no way. Even before they started, before we had the evidence on how easy it was to spread right. through a team, I didn't think it was going to make it. Just the just flat-out logistics of flying Going in and out of hotels, in and out of restaurants, having all those staff members coming in and out. There's no way. So I'm definitely eating crow on this one. The part that's suspicious to me, though, is like if you're going to do it, you're going to need a different playoff structure. You can't you can't go to where teams are. You're going to have to like keep it all centralized, I would think, yeah. if you're going to do seven games in, in however much time. But like California is not going to let people in. Like They're not in a place where they're doing that. No. But like Texas would. Texas will. Yeah, right? 100%. So like they, they are right now, they are right now. They are well, at least with certain sports, they are. Because like, they're, they're not in the MLB yet for, with fans, right? Like the Rangers and Astros, there's no fans. No fans yet. But I'm no. saying like high school football, yeah. there's fans mm-hmm. uh, all over Texas. Uh, 
El Paso locomotive has had some fans. Yep. There's there are sports in Texas that have already been allowing fans in some capacity. We're going to talk about this with college football when we get to college football, but it creates an unsafe environment. True or false? Yeah. True. Hundred percent. Sure. Can't do it. Yeah. Too many people. Too Just many. Literally people. too many people. But hey, I was wrong about it in the first place. So I'm uh, probably I mean, be wrong I, again. I mean, how many people are we talking? That's I guess that's the first thing you got to determine and how safe it's going to be. I mean, how many, are we talking five thousand people? Are we talking a thousand people? Because today, New Mexico United uh, have has a thousand tickets for New Mexico United fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all thousand are coming, but they're spreading them out a lot. That's a thousand people being spread out a ton. I would think if any major league sports going to allow fans is going to be much more than a thousand. And so that's where it gets more dangerous. I think, I think a lot of people are going to avoid the risk because, I mean, you saw that opening night in Kansas city when the chiefs played the Texans, they were, they tried to sell 20,000 tickets. And how many did they sell? And they only got 16,000 and some mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. So you figure like a fervent fan base like Kansas city would be able to pack that stadium right. as many people coming off a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, coming off a Super <laughs> you would, Bowl. Yeah, you would think twenty. Have, but yeah, that, that goes to show like there are people that want to go watch sports live, but there's also a lot more people that don't feel like it's safe. There were fans in Ohio for Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. They fist fought each other. Yeah. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. I mean, well, COVID doesn't spread through the knuckles, Fred. That, okay. Yeah, you got to get it in your lungs. That's. I understand what you're saying. I so. recognize what you're saying. <laughs> These well, these hands don't spread Corbett. I just you, I didn't get I didn't get to get the details on that. I heard about the fight, but was it like Browns on Browns fans, Bengals on Bengals? Was it Bengals versus Browns? Does it matter? I'm, Ohioan on I'm Ohioan. Just yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if one was blood and one was crypt. I have no idea. Probably Bengals versus Browns. That, that would just make yeah. the most sense. No, Browns versus Browns would make more sense. I agree with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. But they won. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who you're fighting when there's a paper bag over your head when you're watching the game. <laughs> Oh, this guy again. But I don't. I couldn't come up with a good paper bag nickname right there, so I just said this guy. But the and John Heyman, uh, insider MLB Network, John Heyman, he's reporting uh, it would be twenty five percent capacity. Mm-hmm. So that's the rumor that he has heard. That's still it, Dodger Stadium. Tens is of thousands of people. Dodger yeah. Stadium is fifty thousand, I think. So Dodger Stadium is more than that. I believe it is more than that. Sixty. Yeah. It is closer to 55,000 people. Let's consult the Google. Google. No, it's it's huge. It's It's huge, huge, though. So let's just say 60, and you take 25% of that. So that's 15,000 people. That's a lot of people, man. That is is an unhealthy amount of people to have in one place. And it's it's not – to me, it's not spreading them out in the stands, keeping them separate. I think that's the easy part. Yeah, but what about going in? Yeah, what about and and concessions? You know, and the restrooms. Yeah, I mean, because that's a huge part of the game experience. That people are going to want to go eat. They're going to want to get some drinks. That's where it gets. Everyone's getting in a lot more close proximity. Because yeah, they're going to they're going to mark your social social distancing spots. But how many people are going to actually listen to that? Well, so like, how is college football doing with the concessions? Because because that's like a really good question. Because you can't, to my understanding, like. You can't, like, prepare food there. Like, it has to be all prepackaged. It has to be oh. – like, you can buy, like, what, a box of Cracker Jacks and a thing of peanuts or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, can you get a hot dog? Can you get a what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – so I just found this article from LSU. I haven't read it yet. But it says here that they have really streamlined all their stuff. So they have new protocols to what – yeah, it's all prepackaged stuff. Right. Prepackaged hot dogs probably. Mm-hmm. Cannot pay with cash. Major credit cards are Apple Pay only. Like there's there's like all these like yeah. adjustments or whatever 
Um, nachos, container with a lid. I mean, this right. is – yeah, it's it's not the experience as what you about know the dr- it. What about the drinks, though? I mean, I mean, water bottles, that's easy to repackage. Sealed bottle of water, uh, no more – and you can bring your own. So you can bring your own water. And this, I'm just looking Ooh, at LSU. And that's, and that's, so. something, that's something new because a lot of places don't even let you bring in water bottles. No, because sure. of the implication. Yeah. yeah. Because mine would be filled with gin and tonic. Yes. And mine would be filled with poor decisions, <laughs> which is similar to gin and tonic. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same One thing. One after the other. But uh, that's one. Like, the experience as a fan, and I've been to um, hundreds. I've been to hundreds of Major League Baseball games, right? Primarily one team, but I've been to hundreds of them. The experience I have at the ballpark, including like uh, like minor league baseball and independent league baseball, that is a very special experience. Yeah. That to me is like um, it's a drug, right? Sure. It's It's the smell of the grass, and it's mm-hmm. you guys know. I don't even have to the go. Food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 sitting down next to an old man and listening to him tell his stories about players you didn't even know played thirty years ago. Okay. Yep. That is not going to be an option. No. No. And the major league baseball product is so good on the television. Why, number one, would you put yourself in harm's way? Why, number two, would you screw up what, in my opinion, is already the best viewing experience that there is? And then, number three, why overall? Like, I, like why spend the money? Why make the effort? Why? I just don't get it. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then, for instance, at the – oh, I want to make sure I got this right. At the Kansas City game, somebody tested positive for COVID. So, everyone in that section has to go under quarantine. Quarantine now, yeah. But, like you said, Brandon – is that the guy you were next to at the urinal? Is that the guy ne- you were next to in the concession stand? Is that where you parked or whoever took your yeah. ticket? Like, you got to quarantine Stand, the whole stadium. He's standing in line to get into the stadium. Yeah. And you know, like, my one of my favorite things on earth is a day baseball game. Yeah, yes. It's nothing better than crack some sunflower seeds or right. some peanuts or whatever you're into. Get some sun. Have a little cold oat soda. Right. Get some sun. Yeah, sun Specifically on my, when you're supposed to be at work. My ginger knees. Yeah. When, so if you if you've been to a lot of day games, you know day games don't sell out. No. So it's a day game could be half quarter capacity anyway. So I think the the viewing experience of being there isn't going to change that much. Like the product that the stadium puts out, the experience of being at a game isn't going to change that much. But just the risk, mm-hmm. the risk of like Kansas City guy, like okay, someone showed up to the game, he probably had what. 30, 40 interactions with people. You would think. And those other people had 30, 40 interactions with other people. Bam, you got a new hotspot for the pandemic. So I don't – to me, it's a risk thing. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it at all. And then – so obviously this room- – says, says the three guys who are going to the United match today. <sighs> working it, though. Yeah. I'll be on the it. field way far away from all the fans. So. Uh, same. We're in an allocated on-field – like like mm-hmm. press box opportunity. Yeah. With with that said, there's a gigantic difference in a thousand people in a huge soccer arena versus yeah. ten thousand people yeah. in a major league baseball stadium. Or more. Yeah. Or more. Probably more than ten thousand. Yeah. 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 They, I mean, and there's a reason like Colorado Springs. Dodger Dodger Stadium would be what fourteen thousand people. It would be approximately fourteen thousand. Yeah, to be to be twenty five percent of 50, it. Yeah, yeah fifty six thousand. Yeah. And that's if the state allows you to do it, right? Sure. So that and and those are really difficult conversations, and I that's why I think like for instance, United and Colorado Springs are doing it so well, because they were like, let's set a number that's realistic. Here's sure. an expectation: mm-hmm. we can make all of this work, and that's not mm-hmm. that's not that same crazy idea, but. And, 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 and by the way, for people that don't know, every fan that it, that attends the New Mexico United game will be 
receiving a mask. Correct. Even if they have one, they're going to get another mask. They're going to get hand sanitizer. And they're also going to be given a COVID test that they can take next week in Albuquerque. Like, they're taking lots of precautions just from that standpoint. And then, obviously, social distancing as much as they can uh, throughout the stadium. Yeah, I'm not as concerned about the match today as I would be like a large major league NFL Mm -hmm. NBA Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. where there's 15 times the people there and 15 times the chaos. And then like the more people you have, like the more anti-science, anti-mask kind of people you're going to run into. And that's obviously that. that's what poses the biggest problem. Right. Not people who wear a mask, use sanitizer, social distance and take the whole situation seriously. That's not the kind of person I'm worried about. And then, you know, we all work with New Mexico United, and we've all had product projects together, and you know how, co- how great of an organization they are, mm-hmm. and they're going to take it super seriously, like all the, the preemptive precautions you were just talking about just now. Like, I think that's – if you take it seriously, there's a shot that it will work. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think they've taken every precaution they can for this upcoming match. I, I think going back to baseball – because so many of the playoff games will be in uh, California, sure. I don't see it happening because of where California is with their restrictions. I think it's possible they're going to bring college football back, but I don't think there's going to be any fans. Let's do this. When we get back from break, let's jump a little bit more into the United because I think we set it up really well, and we'll have Brandon kind of break down the game and what's going to happen today. And then after that, we'll bring it back to um, like our expectation on that fan base because I think – and this is going to sound cliche, I think a more educated fan is going to do better, and I and I kind of want to spotlight how these two teams are educating the fan base on, on what to expect and what to do. Sure. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9, and we're in the hole with Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. We, uh, we're going to watch – we're going to play with the United today. We're going up to Colorado Springs as the, they're hosting their, their first uh, 2020 quote-unquote home game. Uh, it's going to – is it – help me out. Widener Field, is that correct? Widener Field? Widener Field? I think Widener. Widener? Sure. What? What? Samsonite. Sammy. I was way off. Swimming. I was way off. Uh, so they're going to Colorado Springs, take on the switchbacks. And this is kind of an exciting little thing. It's, it's the – is it the fourth matchup, Brandon? Is that correct? Fourth matchup against Colorado Springs alone. They've had to play their group, you know, so much for the majority yeah. of this 16-game schedule since the restart. Well, they had 15 games left when the restart happened, but they've beat them twice and had a draw the last time they met. So they have not lost to them. So they're trying to keep it that way because first place is now their sole focus now because they, they locked in the playoffs with – Real Monarchs losing on Wednesday that mathematically eliminated mm-hmm. the, the bottom two teams being Real and Colorado Springs. So Mexico United and El Paso Locomotive are already in the playoffs now with four or five games left, which is a good feat because United did not clinch until I think the last match. The very last, last match. Year. Yeah, they had yeah. to draw to get in last year. So, uh, I mean, that just goes – that says so much about this organization two years in – two playoff appearances already uh but they they are hungry for not only to get that first playoff win but they think they can go all the way they really really do and they have the depth to do it so this is a this is a big match because i mean and you're playing the last place team so uh, you got you got to you know 
get up for it and having whatever fans show up for it. We don't know exactly how many. A thousand tickets were put on sale. Uh, but uh, whatever fans show up are going to be really loud. And, yeah, we'll see if that uh, if that results in a victory for them. I know there's a bit of a caravan headed up. Like, time, yeah, that, that was the word on the street, yeah. Yeah, that's the word. So there's, there's not like a shuttle. There's, no, they couldn't bus it together no. or anything because of COVID, right? No, that's not safe. But from my understanding, there will be like a New Mexico United, I believe, curse-initiated. Like, As we speak, they're on the road, right? Caravan of right. excitement. right. Like I, dude, I almost want to call ahead and like warn Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they're they're big on social media. The curse on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. They've especially Twitter. They they have had a lot of interactions with the other supporters groups mm-hmm. of of all these teams, particularly the regional ones in Phoenix and Colorado and El Paso. Uh, that they're, they're aware that they're coming and. Uh, this this was makes it as much of a home match as it can, being all the way in Colorado. The only fans that are coming in are the fans that bought tickets off the United website. So it's all going to be United fans, yeah. essentially. Like you would think, unless some Colorado Springs fans snuck into the well, I mean, website they, you and know got those gonna. tickets. They could have yeah. bought yeah. through the website. Yeah, yeah. that's you not would, that. I, Yeah, I don't know how you screen that. I don't know. No, but, yeah. but theoretically, all the fans are going to be United fans. So that's uh, and good for them. They've gone all year long. 11, 12 matches in now without a single fan since the restart. So they're, they're really excited. Uh, I talked to a couple of players this week. They're, they're pumped about it, especially ones like Amando Moreno, who's had a fantastic run the last month or so, almost was player of the month last month and had two goals in the last match. He hasn't even played a match with a single fan from United. In, in oh, stands. that's crazy to think about. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's a newcomer to the team. So, uh, yeah, these 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 newcomers especially are excited to get them in, but the, all these returners like Chris Weehan, Cody Mizell, Josh Suggs. I mean, we have a huge core coming back. Devin Sandoval, uh, they know what the curse is like and how much they've lifted them through the first uh, year as an organization. And yeah, everyone's really excited for that to happen. So, Van, are you do, are you kind of the mindset of like being able to like put a fan base behind these guys, literally for the first because that first game before COVID was on the road. Sure. Uh, we hosted the viewing party. It was uh, in Austin. Yeah. So do you feel like it might be just like at or near like the most special kind of United night? Because like you're going to have guys out there already doing what they love, already doing at the highest level. We just talked about the playoff picture. But then to put like their home fans behind them, obviously in an away setting. Like is that a thing to you to where you're like you're excited to see that specifically? Because you're never going to see another like sporting event like this again in person. You're never going to see a pandemic event. Right. Yeah, I think I mean just the event itself, like being on the road, uh, on the road home game, social distance crowd, and it's only your people. Like I really hope that New Mexico United website ticket sales like blocked all Colorado Springs IP addresses. I don't know how you do that, but I'm sure yeah, they tried. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I was, if I was the person I was. And I lived in Colorado Springs. I would rally yeah. all the fans to buy all the tickets from the New Mexico United yeah. website. So fingers crossed, which, you know, right. which ultimately still helps New Mexico United. Still ticket sales, but the point is to sell tickets to your fans because they haven't been able to watch them. Well, yeah, I mean it's going to be a super special thing because you know how crazy the curse is, and you right. know how yeah, passionate man. they are. New right. Mexico Nuts. United fans—they sold out every match last year. Right. 
at the if, back. If not, yeah. if not sellout, then as close as you get well, to a sellout. And I don't know how unique Albuquerque realizes that that is. Because, like, sure. as you guys are aware, like, when I lived in St. Louis, I worked for the USL Pro team in St. Louis. I've worked for multiple indoor soccer leagues around this country. Yeah. I've, I've been in that world. And the USL Pro team in St. Louis only drew 5,000 people. Yeah. Like, what? That the, was the top. And that's the top. Had, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that was the lowest. Like, I think even the United's lowest mark. Because I think they had one match that was during the week last year that wasn't near a sellout. But still, even that lowest yeah. attendance was much higher than, than which, the 5,000 in St. Louis. Which is a crazy concept. And by the yeah. way, St. Louis is a soccer town. Their MLS team, right. uh, St. Louis SC, just did their uh, season ticket sell um, or whatever, right. the founder sell or whatever. Right. They had 50,000 people. 50,000 people bought in for season tickets for STLSC. Here's the thing. The venue only holds 22,000 people. Okay. <laughs> how did that work? Anyway? So I don't know how that's going to work out. But the point is, like, there is a fan base there. So that's just how unique Albuquerque stands yeah. in their support of the United. To be able to draw 14,000 people, and if you haven't been to a United game, when the time comes and it does return to the place where we can do that together, yeah. everyone should. Like, if you're the one guy in town who hasn't, go. Because it's still inviting They'll explain to you the experience. The fan base there is so warm. Like, you, you won't feel like you're catching up. You'll feel like you're in. Right. Yeah, and years down the line, they're working on their own place. Sure. Because, yeah, Isotope Spark is only a temporary home mm -hmm. for them until they can get the funds and everything else associated with getting their own stadium. That's that's very much in the works, but it's still early stages. And, yeah, that's that's exciting to think about, too. Whenever the, the curse and, and the fan base for United show up in Colorado – Colorado's not going to be ready for that. Like, like even, like, the viewership that they have, like, on their broadcaster, or where, and obviously the games don't watch ESPN. But, like, it's going to be a different vibe because that's how it is for all these teams. Mm -hmm. Like, all these teams don't understand how, I don't know, what's, what's a strong word for excited, how excited this fan base is. And I just haven't seen it diminish at all. And obviously with the – whenever you have a better product on the field, it improves with it. But, uh, no, how fortunate are we to have what the New Mexico United are doing and then the partnership in – USL Pro to allow this team, which has that fan base, to be able to host an a home game and an away game. That's just that's a special kind of league. It's a special yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, a big shout out to USL and big shout out to, to Colorado Springs yeah. organization for for pulling this off. Mm -hmm. Like it's a brilliant and idea. being open to do it. Not everyone would be open to letting another team from another state bringing in all these fans. Right. Yeah. This is this is this yeah. is exciting. This and, is gonna be cool. And it's I guess, unprecedented. I've never I haven't heard of anything like this before. I also do not. And yeah. uh, and you know, side note here, and I guess I'd missed this, so I apologize. Obviously, watch ESPN is an option, but apparently, so is KOAT. So, it's Australia. It's what? Australia TV. Australia. Their TV. sister's channel. What is, I don't know what that means. It's, it's their sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's another channel on the KOAT. Is that a, in Espanol? No. No. So, <laughs> it's in English. Okay. Australia TV. Well, I, maybe I'm seven point two or seven point three. I don't work for them, so I don't know the exact number. But I, yeah, I just, just so the fans get the exact uh, channel. It's it's Australia. I just got to look up what Australia is. For okay. You. Well, according to the New Mexico United website, um, August fifteenth, match will be played in Colorado. Fans across New Mexico can watch on KOAT channel seven. This so, match, yeah, apparently. Okay, All that's right. what it says. Um, or maybe I'm wrong, but whatever you said it was, I obviously don't know. Like, I, I don't watch KOAT. I'm a KOB guy. That's Channel 7. Australia is like 7.1 or 7.2. Whatever those antenna channels are, that's what Australia is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's one or the other. Well, uh, cool. <laughs> I, I don't. And, and, and like I, I mean, said, if it even works. Yeah, if that's not I right. Mean, they're not like their KOB or perfect, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's I mean, how it is. I mean, we do what we can do. Yeah. Well, as far as sports coverage in town, you're the top tier. Um, 
Obviously, we're up against it because it's, it's the end of the first hour. But um, hey, that was a fun one. What a fun hour! Yeah, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, great little start to the program. Uh, when we get back, though, obviously we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna do some pickums. Uh, we need to talk about the NBA considerably more. We didn't do that, and then uh, we have the varsity today. And the varsity yeah. today, Brandon brought this one up uh, during the commercial break. But what we're gonna do is because we're going on a road trip to the United. So today's varsity is the varsity of road trips. So the I-9 Sports Varsity today is the varsity of road trips. We're going to make sure we hit that before this thing's over. Uh, see you in just after the break. I totally blew the outro there. Dave & Buster's <laughs> presents ABQ Central Live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon. We, of course, play on Team I-9. We're in your whole Duke City Cornhole 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, 8 a.m. hour. We're, uh, we're about to be on the road. We're about to be headed to the United game, so we're pretty excited about that. The NBA announced earlier this week uh, their award winners, guys. The award winners are out there. Who do you got for MVP? The MVP of the NBA is LeBron James That's every okay. year. That's every year LeBron James has been in the league, he should be the MVP. Uh, he's the best player well, on the planet. I, I really thought he's he been gonna... the best player on the planet every year he's played. I, know, I really did think he was going to get it this year. I really, Even though Giannis Antetokounmpo had an amazing season, Really thought LeBron was going to get it, but he got outvoted. His second year in a row, the Greek Freak has won the NBA Most Valuable uh, Award. Do you know who else has done that? Michael Jordan. He has. Do you know who else has done that? Hakeem Olajuwon. That is correct. Do you know who else has done that? No one gonna, else. Giannis. Well, not with the <laughs> not with the Defensive Player of the Year. So what you guys are talking about is MVP and Defensive Player right. of the Year. But here's your list of back-to-back MVPs. Oh, sorry. Okay, back-to-backs. Ooh, Steph that's Curry. A, that's a good list. Steph Curry most recently. Yeah. Doesn't deserve Le- LeBron it. LeBron did. LeBron James. LeBron did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, LeBron. Steve Nash, Tim Duncan, Mike Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Moses Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Distilt, and Bill Russell. Can we look up – Do we? are you seeing right now who uh, 94 and 95 was? Because Akeem had to have been one of them, right? Yes. If not both. Akeem Olajuwon, as far as back-to-back? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So I think Akeem got one of them in the two years that the Rockets went back-to-back. Akeem won. David Robinson won. That sounds right. Let's uh, you got that up? I'm, pull, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling Could it up. Could have been – nah, not Shaq yet. By, I mean, Shaq was too young. By all statistical mes- metrics, Giannis <laughs> should have won MVP. Yeah, yeah, no, highest, he deserved it. The he highest just, per. I just thought LeBron was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Giannis 100% deserved it. And and honestly deserved defensive player of the year, too. I it, mean, yeah. It's the same thing like when Michael Jordan was in his prime. He's the MVP every year. Mm-hmm. Like, Barkley never should have got one. You know, <laughs> like, it's Michael Jordan every year. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's the well, same it's, thing with, like, Steph Curry and Giannis. Well, like LeBron James is the best player on the planet. Well, He's the MVP. You take him the off last, the team, the Lakers suck. The the last like five MVPs I can think of have been the recipient of their team, you know, having such good records. Sure. Right? So the Bucks fit into that category. Steph Curry fits into it. Steve Nash did. James Harden and Russell Westbrook fit into that. But Westbrook had the triple double, averaging a triple double season. A big deal. You 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 almost like couldn't Avoid right. You, you couldn't look away from that. But still, most part, Harden's year, 
Westbrook's year, yeah. Curry's year. It was LeBron James every year. Well, mm-hmm. the thing with like James Harden and like Westbrook and Curry in those years is LeBron James, although like the third highest scorer in the history of the league, right? <laughs> like, which is crazy to even think about. Right. By the way, he led the league in assists this year. Yeah. Sure. So which it, which Harden did when he won MVP, if I'm not mistaken. No. But he, he didn't. No, not he, he led he's, done, he's done it before. I'm, I'm certain he probably has because he's led Harden. the league in triple doubles every yeah, year for no, a million Harden, years. Harden did it uh, like his first year after without Dwight. Uh, yeah. Akeem Olajuwon was uh, NBA's most valuable player in 1994. Who was 95? I don't know. I would have to look. Oh, that I'll up. Look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Wikipedia in like okay. the list or something. Oh, is that a thing you can do? I will yeah, do that. You can Wikipedia anything. It's well, crazy. I mean, I, first of all, don't talk to me like I should know things. Because that's insulting. Mike Jordan, 95, 96. So David Robinson, 94, 95. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. All Texas. Um, as far as like my favorite Nigerian players, Akeem Olajuwon, probably number one. Uh, Christian Okoye has entered the chat. It was How a football player. You. Bam out of bio now in, in the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Congrats to Dude, them. that block gave me chills. Like, that was so good. That's- I heard it live on the radio. Like when it happened in my in my lifetime, that's like the second biggest block. Yeah, would would, would number one be LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, that was Iguodala. pretty crazy. Yeah, that was the one. Like postseason blocks. Yeah, because it hit and, LeBron, and LeBron's is in the finals, game yeah. seven of the finals. Yeah. The chase down one. You're talking about the chase, chase down, down on Iguodala. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that, one of the greatest plays. Period. Mm-hmm. Just a hustle guy. He's always got his head in the game. Real heads up <laughs> player. Never made a poor decision. You know, he's a he's a locker room guy, you know. He's a real gym rat. Really brings it. I agree. I agree with he's everything you're saying. Just tons of tons of heart. Yeah. He he has a, he just put out this. Uh, there was this like tweet put out on him yesterday where it's it's him and he's like sitting in this um, I don't know like king's throne or whatever and it's giving like all of his stats and how he's the greatest of all time. But like the the best thing about it is like they've just completely photoshopped his bald spot. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> so it's, he's like why doesn't he just go full bald? Why like, doesn't he do it? He already wears twenty three. I think you know the answer. Yeah. No, like, cause, like Kobe did it. Like, a lot of gr- of the greats have done it. Why doesn't he just do it? He's so stubborn. Like, why why hang on to the awkward hair you have? Just go full bald. He's gonna do it eventually. Why I don't not? think he will. I think he'll go the Elon Musk route. Like, I think he'll yeah. do like the, like 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 pl- plug me up. I, I guess if he hasn't done it now, he won't do it because he's thirty five. So. He's he's set on his ways. Can't teach a uh, I think old he dog will. new tricks. Does uh, does Giannis, in your guys' opinion, does he revolutionize any of this like game? Is he Steph Curry esque? Is he is he so different well, that so, the league is different now? So he's seven foot tall, right? He is seven foot tall. Yeah. What LeBron needs to do is go full Carlos Boozer. Go seven foot tall and just do the the spray hair. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> that look wasn't that awful. <laughs> When he was with uh, the Cavs, I think he started yeah. to do the Duke. Actually, like, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Duke. Yeah. No, it just but, looked like um, shoe polish. No, but getting back to Antetokounmpo's Im- impact on the game, I mean, he's got like some LeBron parts of his game uh, as far as being such a big guy and being able to, to facilitate the way he does. But I mean, he's seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's like, like just a, he's a seven foot tall Oscar Robertson. Yeah. yeah, like as far as yeah, like the height. I mean, because so many seven foot guys now can handle the ball really, really, really well. But he's at like a, a point guard level. Like, yeah, it's it's something that we've seen kind of. But I mean, he's not at that height. Comparing that he's at. comparing him to 
Akeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, the only other two players that ever won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. He's not what those two dudes are. No, he, no, he's a okay. he's a different different specimen, for sure. He's a little Hakimi. He don't move like Hakeem. He's got some Magic Johnson in him, the way he can run the floor and, and be a point guard. He too. distributes that way. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. So yeah. It's just his shooting has not uh, caught up to a LeBron or a Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. Like his shooting is still his free throw shooting too is still a part of his game that people are critiquing and you know, think he needs to keep improving on. But at at a certain point, you can o- you can only uh, you hit your ceiling. Right, but I don't think he has hit his ceiling yet. I think his shooting can improve. Uh, but I mean, he, isn't they, it crazy the, to the, be like the Bucks got a raw deal though with um, with uh, with him getting hurt though. Well, yeah, I mean, well, there's not, health is obviously obviously a factor, but like you can't, in my opinion, like fault anyone for health. No. You, yeah. So like, and that's the point I'm trying to get to is like with this guy like. Because like obviously like free agency is a thing now, and obviously like the the way the league has played out, like do you do you break all of the banks? Do you sacrifice everything you got for right now? Is this dude? That's so, what the Bucks are doing. That's yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the the reports have been since they were eliminated. Giannis has had meetings with the owners, and the owners have said, "Look, because he's got a year left on his contract." Right. And the Bucks are saying, "Look, this off season, we are willing to go into the luxury tax if it means bringing in, you know." Higher, higher paid players, you know, better players to make this roster better. Uh, they are all in on that because they don't want to lose him. You Especially ha- not, not for, like, nothing, like, unless they're going to trade him. You have to go all in him. on that guy. He is the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Well, you and- have to go. You have to break the bank. Just, what is, uh, back up the Brinks truck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you, but if you're Giannis, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, are you looking at this Eastern Conference Finals right now and you're looking at Miami and you're looking at right. Boston and you're like, we better than them. Sure. Like, right? Isn't that in your head a little bit? Like, it's got to be. You feel like you're already in the mix. I don't feel like the Bucks need to do a lot. I think they need to do a little. I think they need to get better at the guard position to go along with Giannis. I think George Hill and Eric Bledsoe are limited in, in their abilities to they have facilitate. Been better, they've been better in their career to this point. They're not playing their best basketball right now. No, no, and they certainly didn't in the postseason. But I'm saying, like, I think you need to get because they they missed Brogdon, who who left for the Pacers. Um, he he was the guy who was running the team when Giannis was on the was on the bench. They need someone that could also they, they need a better point guard. It's the bottom line. And shooters. Yeah, and they you need, need you need somebody. You can never have enough shooters. Yeah. Giannis is going to be double and triple team the rest yeah. of his career. He needs someone yeah. you can kick out to, you can hit a big shot. So yeah, I think those two things: point guard and just outside shooters, whether whatever position that comes from. I mean, there's so many different guys at every position that can shoot threes very well. I mean, well so the way they played in that series, they need a new point guard, a new shooter, another wing defender, oh, right. a better coach, an assistant coach. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, brand new training. When they went down three, when they went down three zero, yeah, it looked ugly. It um, definitely looked ugly. I don't, I don't want to just brush by without bringing interest to it. But we only have about a minute here. Uh, that uh, Morant rookie of the year, no problem there. Yeah, zero, zero. That dude can play. Zero. Zion, uh, be, be, because Zion uh, yeah, because played a whole year. Then then it would have been a argument. debate, yeah. right? But uh, no, he he wasn't. Uh, he didn't play enough. Excellent point. Um, Sixth man of the year, I d- and I don't know a ton about Montrez Harrell. I don't Montrez Harrell, yeah, from yeah, the Clippers. I don't know. I no, he deserved it, but it j- it just was so unfortunate that they fell apart 
after that. Like, and he and he did not do much of anything after receiving that award in the series against the Nuggets. Like, they completely fell apart. He disappeared. He could. He had. I mean, no one had an answer for Nikola Jokic. That was kind of Harold's job to contain him and guard him, and he couldn't. Yeah, like couldn't handle him whatsoever. But no, he was deserving of it. It was a regular season award, and he was the best sixth man in the regular season. But yeah, fell apart at the end. Congrats to Brandon Ingram on most improved player. I don't really think that one ever has significance. And then uh, Nick Nurse, maybe a year too late, but uh, coach of the year. So sure, good yeah, for the NBA. I had no issue with that. Yeah, good for, the, good for the NBA. They got I, the, I think they got the all NBA teams right as well this year. So LeBron, AD, Giannis, right? Yeah. Then who are the other two? Giannis, Jokic, and uh, CP3. James Harden. James Harden. Harden. Yeah, yeah. Harden. Yeah. CP3's second team. So, which is fine. I mean, you, these kind of awards are interesting to me because when the AP votes on them, I don't necessarily think they have as much weight. Yeah. Because I, I think player like the best players know who the best players are. Right. And that's mm-hmm. always kind of been the argument for like the Major League Baseball All-Star Game where it's like the fans vote you in, this and that. But like Major League Baseball knows if the best players are out there or not. Like the NBA knows who the best players are on the – the court um also how do you guys feel about nerds like brad stevens and nick nurse just being like the absolute just like nba minds like mm-hmm. that just infuriates me like i <laughs> like well, I, it's i mean it's inspiring because like you can be anybody right like anyone could be an, a head coach like when, the, when you see kid, guys you, when you see guys like that it doesn't have to be steve nash right, right to be a head coach you don't have to be a hall of fame talent to become a head coach you could work your way up uh, well, Nurse really worked his way up. He was he was the coach of the Rio Grande Vipers not that long ago, mm-hmm. a place that uh, a market that I worked not that long ago. Um, but Brad Stevens came from college, so he they're two different routes right there. But but I mean, a guy who didn't play much much of basketball of, at, at all. Both of them came from getting swirlies from Van in the boys' locker room in high school. Cause sure, these nerds swirlies. I haven't heard that one in forever. <laughs> we got to grab another break. Uh, when we get back, it's time to talk a little bit of college football. We'll do an NFL pick em, and then we're going to wrap this bad boy up with the varsity. Today's I-9 varsity, the varsity of road trips. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQX studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, we play on Team I-9, and it's in the whole Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. It is fall, so that means there's college football, right? Kind of, for the most part. Sort of. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten said October. I guess every Republican state says sure. Yeah, every red state was in the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, guys. They didn't miss. The, they didn't miss a game. They didn't miss a beat. Have you watched any college football? Be serious. I'm. I'm not. No. Ju- no. I and, and now no. look. Part of it is because I don't work on Saturdays right now. Okay. Before COVID. Sweet job. I was always working on Saturdays. So part of my job was watching it. Now that I don't work on Saturdays, um, yeah, more dedicated during the day to doing family-oriented stuff, not watching TV. So I am not wa- I have not watched a single snap live of college football. I've watched zero college football, man. Same here. I have not. I know that Notre Dame plays South Florida. Tomorrow or later today, I don't know. I don't care, like at I've, all. I've never been a really hardcore college football fan. Yeah, where were you on that, Fred? How, far, how big? How big a college football fan have you been? When I was at Washington State, I would go to the games. 
Um, right. I watch the Pac-12 because I'm a Pac-12er. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't super like lose myself in it. I don't have a mm-hmm. fandom that's so uh, fervent that I can't like mow the grass. Like yeah. that, yeah. Like Saturday, like Saturdays are for the boys. Like Saturdays are, like that's that that's everything. Like, hey Van, do you need help doing a landscaping project? Cool, I got you. Hey Brandon, do you need help cleaning out your garage? Cool, I got you. Hey guys, hey, I, can we do that? Yes, can you help me with my that's, all, that's yeah. literally what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so that's how I feel about college football. There is something special about going down to like when I was at Washington State, and going down to Martin Stadium and taking it in with you know fifty thousand people. And in the Apple Cup and, and the Huskies coming to town and, and all those fun things, it's not better in college basketball, though. I mean, that's the thing, right? When you're invested, when it's your alma mater mm-hmm. or you're from the town, yeah. mm-hmm. you're more emotionally connected to it yeah. and you're more passionate about it. But for me, like, I watch a lot of NFL. So, I mean, that's a few hours at least on mm-hmm. Sunday. Right. And then I'm not going to do a few more hours on Saturday, too, when I know there's a better product the next day not only is it a better product but my fantasy players are playing and i get to talk smack to my friends and i'm opening up the text thread and so i mean this is a friggin' sports talk show like we love sports duh but like it's sometimes it's too much and i think if you're all day sunday nfl all day saturday college football Thursday night football, Friday night college football, the the random Tuesday night college football game. Like, it's too much. Like, that's your whole life. Well, look, like, part of it, like I said, I'm not working on Saturdays. I used to work on I, – I will work on Saturdays when the Lobos are playing, right? Sure. And when I'm covering the games and, uh, yeah, getting highlights of the other games involved. But, like, there's also part of me that I grew up in the Pac-12 territory in California. They are not playing right now. I've spent my professional career – as far as covering college football with the Lobos, they're not able to play right now. So part of me is not interested because of that alone. And, and even the Big Ten, too. Like, I feel like the Big Ten not being in the equation right now, it doesn't make it a real college football season unless you have all the big schools, big conferences playing. If you want to get real mad and call the show, this is the time you're going to do it. Because I'm about to tell you, <laughs> Lobo fan wasn't coming to the game anyways. Because like, I go to Lobo games. Lobo fan. Not the last few years. No. no, they're not. In the three years that I've lived in Albuquerque, I've been to more Lobo games than anyone I know, and I've not been to a yeah, lot well, of them. Yeah, when and you you were here for the, the Twilight or whatever you want to call it, you know, the the last few years of the Bob Davies' run, right? And it, it was an ugly last few years from a record standpoint, from off the field stuff standpoint, culture standpoint, from a culture standpoint. Yeah, yeah it it wasn't uh, in a good place and. Danny Gonzalez got a ton of people excited yes. about the prospects of the things he wanted to do. And he was very, very vocal about game atmosphere and wanting to bring some stuff back. Obviously, a lot of that, all, everything got, got taken away from us with COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it, was not, it was not good football to watch the last few years. And, and, and to piggyback on like my last comment about having too much sports, if you're too much sports guy... I am not saying this to offend you. Like, I am not picking on you. Right. But, like, I, I have, like, a moral conundrum about college football and college sports as in general to where I think these guys should be compensated. And I think it's unfair that these universities make millions of dollars yeah. off the backs of these guys and they have no compensation right. at all. 
But man, they got a college education for free. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. But but large majority of student athletes. Let's just talk. We're just only talking college football. Right. Only talking college football right now. And I think we can include college basketball in this conversation too. A lot of these student athletes are living on the poverty line outside of getting their education taken care of and the food stipends they get and whatever food's provided. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, it's the bank accounts are tight. They're living paycheck to paycheck, basically. And in a lot of cases, that shouldn't be. it shouldn't be that way. Not at all. They should be compensated a lot better for the money that they attract into the athletic program and overall into the school I mean, with, all, with all these TV contracts we have. A lot of the the biggest universities in the country are just football programs that use their money to pay teachers. Right. They're, oh gosh, we're about to go down a path I didn't think we were going to. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're so, kind of in a rabbit hole right here. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take you back several years, and I'm not going to be able to give you the exact year, 2006-ish. Rhett Bomar. Do you guys remember Rhett Bomar? So Rhett Bomar was a quarterback at Oklahoma. He was the next thing, okay? He actually ended up playing – at Sam Houston or Austin P or one of these two. So Rhett Bomar is the Oklahoma quarterback, uh, the starting quarterback, and he gets a job at the car dealership in town. Okay. Right. And he's working at the car dealership selling cars. Psych. He yeah. doesn't go in one day. But the car dealership is such a supporter of sooner boomer sooner football that they're allowed to come to games for free. They're allowed to to have access to the team maybe in a way that normal fan wouldn't. Sure. And there's there's a gross culture that surrounds like collegiate athletics and it's stuff like this. Yeah. And where like Rhett Bomar forever thinks like, oh it's okay to to skirt the rules. It's okay to to do what I want. So you're saying he was on their payroll. He absolutely right. was on their payroll. Right. And yeah. many people have done this throughout the years. Yeah. This is just like a college sports and especially college football. I mean they made the program. They made blue chips like those movies were like showing the evils of the college and, and based, the college and sports it, world and extremely based on true stories yeah and they're all true yeah. stories because yeah. it's all happened right like and it's been happening for decades what's the name yeah. of the guy down and at every the every time uh, uh uncle luke yeah luke campbell from two live crew like, yeah and just handing over stacks of cash to, mm. to the kids and, and it's th- been happening for decades and every time something happens again People throw up their hands. Oh, my God. I can't believe they did so, that. So I think to, to get back to where we were before, you brought that <laughs> up because that that has also turned you off to college football. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, that. that was, yeah, I mean, that it's, was part it's, of it for you. Yeah. It's, it's exploitation is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're like some small school and you got a tennis scholarship and they help you with your, your books and your tuition, that's one thing. But like Ohio State, Michigan – USC, these are they make hundreds of millions of dollars every year off of these kids, and these kids get nothing. So to tie this all back into college football and where we are in the landscape of all these teams not playing, the Pac-12 had like some of like three or four hundred student athletes on, in the football programs write a list of demands saying, yeah. "We are not playing unless you do this, 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 this," and. A lot of those things were not addressed, so that was a huge factor in the Pac-12 saying, like, well, we're not ready. We're not ready to get back. We need to get our ducks in a row. Apparently, the SEC, ACC, and all these conferences that are playing, one felt that they were were ready for it. And then the student-athletes at those schools were not fighting for certain things, and they were okay with putting themselves at risk for 
and this is a whole other thing too we could go down like the long-term effect if they catch covid and and lsu ed orgeron said recently almost everyone on the team's got it everyone's almost the whole team has has at some point since march tested positive so lsu is sitting on a whole football team Getting COVID who and maybe you? years down the line having these long-term health effects, you know, where, where something could happen from from the COVID, uh, you know, down the line, health, respiratory issues, whatever, they could be sitting on a billion, billion-dollar lawsuit. Exactly that. And that's why the Pac-12 yeah. isn't playing right now because they're, they're not ready. The, and the student-athletes are not willing to put themselves at risk. Yeah, Pac-12, Ivy League, you know. Ivy League was the first one. Like, because they're the smartest. What, what, is, ones. what is the smartest person in the room going to do? Follow their lead, uh, but no. I mean, the money is just too much, and right. they're willing to put well, all these kids at risk. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see all these class action lawsuits in eight, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Right. There, there's a FOMO about it too, right? Because like the SEC is going, and and now the Big Ten announces that they're going to go. And I know on Friday there's supposed to be like a president's call, of the Pac-12 or whatever. So it's like they. I'm not sure what that decision was, but. Like, they're shooting for, like, November 1st or whatever if they do it. And it's like, you don't want to be, like, the one that doesn't do it if everyone's doing it. Sure. I guess. But, like, the state of California is not going to let you is what I'm saying. So, like, you can say, yeah, I'm in. You can say, but then what's Cal going to do? What's USC going to do? What's UCLA going to do? What are all these schools that are currently there? Are they only going to play away games? And then from the, that's where the Mountain – like, you had mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, Brandon. But, like, what about the MAC and the Mountain West? Like, right. they'll follow suit from there. Right. So it's almost like you had to have, like, someone set the example, which the three of us believe was the Ivy League. Mm-hmm. But then for whatever reason, like, mm-hmm. individuals, I guess, with different beliefs on severity, I don't know what to say. And, right. and it's almost like you were joking earlier with uh, Ergeron saying, like, everyone on the team's already got it. Well, it's not Tommy no, Johnson. No, joke. No, he said that. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, but he I'm said saying, that. Was yeah. it dismissive, though? Was it like, hey, if you get Tommy John surgery, you want to get it early in your career so you don't have to get it again? Right. Like, is that the COVID approach now? And, like, hey, we're going to be good all season, yeah. guys. No one no one got the, yeah. No one else can get and, it. And look, when everything happened in March, nobody knew how long this was going to last, and no one still knows how long this is going to last. And back in March, all these football programs and college sports, they just were waiting around. Like, they're, they're twiddling their thumbs, not getting ready for the worst-case scenario. And that's why – we don't have all football teams playing because if everyone took it seriously in March, even the Ivy League would be playing right now because everyone yeah. would have started getting prepared. Fair. Everyone was so far behind on getting prepared for this stuff. That's why. That's why things are the way they are. Where Where are you getting this LSU information, by the way? Because I need a translator for Ed how am I going to worry about our color it's a hurricane coming in it sounds like Elvis oh well yeah I don't know what that was I was trying to make a hurricane joke is what I was going with there so I was going for flooding I was going for a flooding joke no you just sounded like Elvis you talking about Reuben Carter nope no see what you did there that's a good hurricane joke that's a good hurricane joke Oh, gosh. Um, I'm not in to watch college football this weekend. I'm not in to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch the United, obviously. Um, 3.30 kickoff. 3.30 kickoff for the boys. That's going to be a lot of fun. I guess if you do watch one, Miami and Louisville, I guess. Sure. Can't tell you who's quarterbacking. Can't tell you why they're ranked 17th and 18th, respectively. Um, this is not the season for college football. They should have said we postponed till the spring. All or nothing. That's what I think should have happened. Yeah, and – that's, but that's not how it goes. No. And it's a, it's not a 
or whole organization, the NCAA, this is, it was made very clear after everything happened that the NCAA answers to the schools. You know what I mean? Like, because right. if the NCAA could have told, okay, everyone we're not playing, they could, they would have, but they can't. Yeah. They don't have the power. Yeah. The power is in the schools and the conferences and the governors and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's been eye-opening. It's been eye-opening. Uh, that was a good one. I'm glad we did it together. Uh, but obviously, we're not going to watch college football together. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No. When we get back, uh, the quickest round of NFL picks that any three boys have ever put together. And then we wrap this one up with the varsity of this week. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio. Of course, powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. It's in the hole with Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM, AM 6MD. Sports animal. Welcome back to the program. It's an NFL weekend on the show. Uh, we got embarrassed by KOB's Brandon Voigt last week as we tied in picks and he beat us. He beat us. By who? The tiebreaker. KKOB's Brandon Voigt. Oh, I thought you said KOB. I oh, like, I might have done that. That's my mistake. Because uh, I, I was going to say KOB's Brandon Ortega is what I was going to do, who's joined us all morning and soon. What a treat. We'll be on the road together for hey, six hours. Treats all mine, guys. We didn't have Leah Black today. What do you? How, how you <gasps> every other the streak is over. The streak is over. Every it was three other, in a, it was three in a row. Yeah, every time that Brandon has co-hosted, Leah Black Hi, is on Leah. the show. Talk about the state of the booze. Next union. time. Next time. She. I'm sure. I'm she, making it part of my rider next time. Leah's <laughs> gotta be on the show. We're doing NFL picks. Uh, we lost last week to KKOB's Brandon Voigt. Uh, we had the exact same record as far as picking them go. He did beat us in the points on Monday Night Football, so he is victorious as he so claimed he would be. Um, so once again, which which Monday Night game did you guys choose? Because there's two. The second. We the went second with the one. second. Yeah. Cool. So, he um, we went over. He went under. The under hit. Yeah. So Titans Broncos. Yeah. I, I was I thought it would be a shootout. It was not. No. That was stupid of me. Yeah, mm. it was. Uh, as quick as we can because we need to. The, the Rams are at the Eagles. Rams. Uh, Eagles bounce back game. Yeah, even money at home. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Nice. Watch your boys fall. Falcons at Cowboys. Well, I got the Cowboys bouncing back as well. Look at me all NFC. I have Julio Jones here. on my team, so I'm really hoping he does well. <laughs> going with the Falcons. Okay, I think the home field advantage in the crowd in Texas is going to – just kidding on that one. Uh, I do think the Cowboys will improve to 1-1 one on, one on the season. The Falcons will fall to 0-2. Cool. I've got two two games already so far. Uh, tra- you two. Uh, hashtag trade Calvin Ridley. Well, let's let's stop here. Since we've already, like, split on two different games, Yes. <laughs> we should do a pick em. <laughs> And then what, what are we going to bet on? Oh. Oh, lunch? It's always lunch. Dinner? Do yeah. lunch? Dinner? Okay. The amount of breakfast food. Breakfast since Fred isn't like breakfast. Inside baseball, the amount of food that we buy each other throughout the week is gross. Moving on. Yeah, Broncos at Steelers. Steelers easily. Yeah. Steelers are strong. They got a chance. Steelers to look the whole good. Thing. They're going to they're gonna beat up Drew Locke a little bit. Heavily favored at home at seven points. You think of the over the under, though. I think they're going to score. It's 40 points in this game. You think Broncos we'll will put over? Up? Yeah, I think I also think. I'm betting exactly on the spread. Did, you can't bet 40.5. That's not how the spread works. There's no point. You fives. can't do like a qu- – there's not like a quarter safety. That's – oh, yeah, You can't get like – Come on, Half guy. a point. Half a point. You, you get a half safety extra, based on point. exactly the goal line, so it's yeah. only worth half a point. Arizona Cardinals looked like world beaters last week as they beat up on the San Francisco 49 <laughs> The Jets are hosting them. I don't believe the Jets will win a game in the entire season. <laughs> Uh, who you got between these two losers, 49ers and Jets? Uh, Niners, easy. Look, the defending NFC champions will bounce back, the Niners. 
favorite I mean, on the road. Good for not them. only are they the Jets, they're the Jets without Le'Veon Bell yeah. and without uh, Jamison Crowder. Hmm. So their two best players are gone, too. George Kittle goes for like 100 receiving yards, catches In multiple the first quarter. No, I got, got Mostert, so Mostert's going to run around the Jets. Oh, good for him. I got Garoppolo not playing in the fourth quarter. That's <laughs> <laughs> I like that bet. That's okay. I'm, a, I'm super in on that. Who's their backup? Yeah, bring him in. Continuing on the loser theme, the Vikings are at the Colts. Neither of these teams bothered to win last week. <sighs> I guess Phillip Rivers. No, I'm going Vikings. Yeah, I think the Vikings as well. Uh, it's unfortunate for Phillip Rivers they didn't win that easy game the first week. But the Colts are good. The Colts are talented. They'll be in the wild card mix. You know who I did like was uh, the wide receiver out there in Indianapolis last week? Uh, Campbell, Paris Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, caught a lot of them, had a bunch thrown at him. So if you're a fantasy guy, he's probably available. Probably available. I tell you, go out there and get Sleeper. him. Yeah, that's a, that's a dude that Sleeper might be a dude. Wire. If you're like me and you don't draft wide receivers till the very end. Mm. The Detroit Lions, who were the most Detroit Lion, Detroit Lions last week. I know. No one has ever Detroited harder than Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, God, I, saw Detroit those, so I saw hard. those posts of yours. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Very they, true. Ugh, I'm, I feel so bad for anyone who's a fan of the light blue. Yeah. Like they, my boss is. Yeah. My boss is a big Lions fan. Yeah. It's, did, did he come to work sad? She. Did she, uh, come, did she just she, beat her dog? She, uh, yeah, she's hardcore. She, like, knows – all the players too like she's like that hardcore like, <sighs> I yeah. just I just don't accept they're gonna go to Green Bay and they're gonna lose by a lot yeah Green yeah Rodgers Rodgers look good in week one Packers easily Packers uh, but then it would be Detroit of them to beat them like yeah. they beat the teams they're not supposed to beat yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey let's play up this week guys you know what yeah. I like to do I like yeah. to play up let's do that <laughs> you know, it's still Packers for me um, I think that Tom Brady is gonna continue his undefeated season and beat the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> so the Cam Newtonless um, Panthers travel to the although 0-1, soon to be undefeated Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I got the Buccaneers at home. Buccaneers. Buccaneers on a bounce back for yeah. sure. Panthers are not bad though. Like they almost beat the Raiders, who I think will be a playoff team this year. Christ- I, but I think it's the Bucks. Christian McCaffrey um, just dropped an egg in fantasy last week. What I thought he had like a. A no, decent amount of points. He did well. You think of Saquon Barkley? I'm thinking of Saquon. Yeah, and Barkley. I have him. Yeah, yeah, I have him. Yeah, by the way. So he's got to bounce back week too. Do you do you look for that Tampa Bay defense to just really bear down on McCaffrey? Do you look like? No, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater. Put that on record. Okay. 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 The one and zero Bills, which I think are a joke and imposters, are <laughs> at the Dolphins at zero and one. Okay, we'll pick the Dolphins, tough guy. I'll pick the Dolphins. I'm a big Ryan Fitzmagic guy. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Bills. Bills easy. Bills are very good. Mm-hmm. You're super wrong. Josh Allen is uh, Cam Newton's brother from another mother. Yep, he's a huge dude. There's just no way. Like the Dolphins at home. The Bills were in the playoffs last year and had the the Texans on the ropes. In, I re- the, in the first round. I recognize that the smart, easy pick that you guys and everyone who's a fan of the NFL will make is the Bills. I am hard going against the Bills the rest of the year. I think that they are a joke. I think that Shaq Lawson sucks. Well, thanks for the win then, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> going with the Miami Miami Dolphins of um, <laughs> Southern Florida, South Beach. The Jacksonville Jaguars, which are my team, I've announced this multiple times. Minchu. I am the biggest fan of former Washington State grad and the stash. 
I'm going to take the Jaguars on the road at the undefeated 1-0 Tennessee Titans. Outside of Joe Burrow, I was really impressed with his one-year run. Gardner Minshew. With, with, the, with the Cougs. Yeah, he had a really good was – it, was it one year, right? He, well, he had two. It so was two. Yeah, he had two. But his last year was really, really, really good. Yeah, he in a Mike Leach offense, he slung it. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's what they do. That's what they uh, do. Air raid. Yes. Yeah. Okay, wait, so who are they playing? Uh, they're going to be in t- at Tennessee. Tennessee's way too good. Yeah, Tennessee's really good. I'm going to go with Tennessee. That running back is the size. Derek He's bigger Henry. than the linebackers. He's bigger than the linebackers. Yeah. He's he's a beast. It's unreal. I'd love to see the Jags win, but I'm going Titans. So it'll be the Jags. They're going to go undefeated this year. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people aren't going to buy it, into it, me playing As long that. as Gaskowski gets it together. My goodness, he missed that a lot of field goals. At least, he he made, at least he missed the – no, well, you made, he made the last ones. He, so he saved, he saved his job. He would have got cut if he missed the last one. No, I think he got cut. What? He made the last one. So here's what he did. I just read this moments ago. So in a superstition-style way, before the very last kick, he took off his sock. So CBS Sports is Imagine if he had done it barefoot. That, that would have been hilarious. That would have been yeah. awesome. He said in an effort to get – yeah, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. So Steve Magoskowski – That's pretty cool. Yeah, removed his sock before the game-winning PAT. And he nailed it. Because he was in his own head. Yeah, yeah he – um, That's a thing. I heard cool. some pretty disturbing news at halftime. He, uh, he was so bummed that he missed those two field goals and extra point mm-hmm. going into the half that he tried to hang himself. But he couldn't what? kick the chair out from oh, under okay. him. Come That's on, buddy. Come on. Every, God, <laughs> September, you say something serious. Right September now. is National Suicide you had me, I was Moss. so bought in on, on your built-up. <laughs> Titans. As long as I don't have to kick. Mitchell Trubisky is a world beater. Uh, him and Allen Robinson have the greatest connection between any quarterback and wide receiver in the history of the league. Wrong. And the Giants with, you know what, retire now, Saquon Barkley. No, Saquon Barkley is going to return to form, get me 40 fantasy points. He's going to dominate the Bears. He had six rushing yards on week one. That's pretty rough. I know. Steelers are to good, To Roethlisberger's though. nine. Steelers good, though, man. Oh. That defense is good, salty good. But Khalil Mack, though, ugh. Him going against Khalil Mack, that's going to be tough. Yeah, he averaged point. Negative two I'm, yards. This this is my underdog pick. I'm taking the underdog <laughs> here. I'm going Giants. <sighs> Giants are favorite. No, they're, they're not. They're going to win by a field goal. Bear is favorite at home. There's there's no way. Um, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if Mitch Trubisky has an incomplete pass the rest of the season. <laughs> I'd be surprised if he had a complete pass. That's okay. against. Uh, Against the Giants, maybe you didn't see what he did. Terrible against, defense. Maybe you didn't see what he did against Detroit. But if he, he could is, play like he did in that fourth quarter, for four quarters. Yes. Yeah, it was only for one quarter. Two. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. lucked out. Yeah, he got it together in the fourth. He looked terrible the first three, didn't he? Yeah, he's the greatest quarterback yeah. in the history of the NFL. In the fourth, the quarter. last fifteen minutes have yeah. been played. Nick, Nick Foles will be starting for them in four weeks. No. <laughs> the Washington football team is going to uh, uh, Arizona. Yeah. They won. Ari- yeah, they did. Yeah. One and zero and one and zero, but Arizona is better than every team in the league, even though they played the worst team in the league, the San Francisco 49ers. Wow, I got Arizona at home. Same, Arizona is better than people think they are. Cardinals. Kyler Murray is better than people think he is. Yep. I don't think he's as good as everyone thinks he is, but <laughs> the Cardinals are going to win. You are people. The Ravens are at the Texans, and the Ravens are going to set a scoring record this season. I think so. Oh my gosh, he's they're strong. So good. Huh? They are so good. Yeah, um, I got the Ravens on this one. But yeah, 
You never know with the Texans. The Texans are very talented. I'm going, I'm going they with, could bust out. This is my dumb pick of the week. I'm going with the Texans. Ooh. Yes, I would agree. Jackson will have 100 yards rushing, so be ready for that. Like That's that's a real thing with the way that offense J.J. is. J.J. Watt's going to stop him. No. No, he is not. <laughs> no so you're is. both going Ravens, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going Texans. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to play the Los Angeles Superchargers of Orange County, L.A., and they they always play each other good. Like the, it's never really a blowout between those two. But Philip Rivers is gone. Chargers are rebuilding. Chiefs may get back to the Super Bowl this year. It's the Chiefs. Look at Tyrod Taylor to have a valiant effort and a loss. I think they're going to have to throw it a lot and move the ball around. I got the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, definitely the Chiefs. Um, Mahomes. The Chargers are interesting though. They are. They got a lot of talent. They're coming off a win. And it's weird that they're in this, like, mini rebuild. Yeah. And they just paid a few players. Yeah. Like, they paid Keenan Allen. They paid uh, their safety. So, it's weird to, like, dump big contracts in the middle of a rebuild. Yeah. But, yeah, Chiefs. And, and let their quarterback walk away. Sunday night football, I think, is the best game of the week. Patriots at the Seahawks. I got Cam Newton on the road. No way. I want to pick Cam Newton because I got Cam Newton in both of my fantasy leagues. And Ooh. I love the new dreadlocks. You got a good first week from him. But... Seahawks. Seahawks. Monday Night Football. Without the 12th man. The last one before I hit the break. Monday Night Football. Drew Brees takes his New Orleans Saints to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. That's going to be a really good game. That that should be high scoring. Here's my stupid pick of the week. (laughs) I think the Raiders play some really good defense, keep the Saints under 30. That would be good. Raiders upset the Saints. I go Raiders. That's my that's my they are, only they are my stupid. Team. I think every every other pick this week's pretty I obvious. I am unapologetically being biased. I'm going Raiders. Obviously a lot of this is supercharger stuff, but did you know Drew Brees nine and two versus the Raiders? I don't know if you knew that. And one of the I losses could, came the last time they played each other. Ooh, there you go. You could put any quarterback up against the Raiders for their career and they're gonna look pretty good. Yeah, especially in the two thousands. Yeah. The Saints are going to win going away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, that's the smart money well, right there. I mean, especially with both of us picking the Raiders, you would have been kind of crazy to not go Saints. You have an opportunity to get easy, get an easy win. I say as far as NFL knowledge goes, what you guys say, I say the opposite. Yeah. When we get back, it is the I-9 varsity today, the varsity of road trips. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play in Team I-9, and we're in the hole with Duke City Cornell, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're back at it. It's the final segment of the program. Today's varsity. Today, I-9 varsity, okay? Are you familiar with I-9, Brandon? Yes. Well, okay, well then. From your show. Oh. (laughs) I-9 sports, um, it's about as good as it gets. It's youth leagues here in the city. Um, No, I have heard of them. They're doing it socially distanced. They're doing it the right way. Um, It's going to look a little bit different than what you traditionally know sports, but it's about as safe as it can possibly be, and that's the COVID-19 approach. Awesome. Go check it out. So uh, Google I-9 Albuquerque or find anything that we have at Talk ABQ, and obviously you can contact with them, get the kids into a program. I-9. The varsity of road trips. Okay. Okay. Who wants to lead? So are we talking about just like the best road trip you've been on? Is that what we're talking about? The qualification today is the varsity of road trips. I have I have one. Go ahead. Okay, so I have done the cross country road trip. So, so I have from done, where to where? So I have done from St. Louis to California, yeah. California to the East Coast. Nice. That to me is on the varsity. That's like one and a half. Yes. Trips. That's the cross country boy. Now, also, I have on my list 
the PCH. So yeah. the, the PCH is on my road trip list. Yeah. I've done it. You've done it. I have also done it. You have also done yeah. it. Yeah. So, the, I mean, so there's three boys from three different parts of the country have all taken the Pacific Coastal Highway up and down. I didn't it's get called all the scenic the way. route in California. Yeah, when yeah. you're going from northern to southern California, yeah. it's called the scenic route. So yeah. there, that is a that's a hella good road trip, in my opinion. <clears throat> okay. Well, every summer from the time I was, like, 10 years old to about 21 or 22 years old, every single year we went to Lake Nacimento, which is – in Paso Robles, California. Okay, I've never heard a, a of bit any of, of this. A bit of wine country okay. out that way. So, yeah, Lake Nacimento was my summer vacation every year. So, yeah, I mean, I could pick so many of those road trips from the Los Angeles area to Paso Robles. Uh, yeah, I always were driving up with cousins, driving up with my buddies. Uh, Juan and Derek went on, that, went on that one with me quite a few times, uh, buddies of mine. That you guys have met in different ways. So this doesn't uh, sound as scenic and as wonderful as I thought it was going to. Well, it's because, like, I mean, just like just the, the road trip is just the experience with the people. It's not so much, like, what we were seeing out on the road. Okay. It was, like, the family trip, family and friends trip of the year. I thought you were going to go, like, Brew- like, Blue Ridge Parkway, like, going to, like, the Carolinas in Virginia. I thought you were going to pick something. I've never like- even been there. Oh, so okay. Well, how could I do that? That's going to actually slow you down yeah. considerably. Um, how do you guys feel about this one? How about the Jericho Cruise, which is actually pro wrestling on a on a cruise ship? How do you guys feel about that? Is that a good road trip? Well, that's not that's for a, me. That's not a road. I think oh. that's for you. It's not a road either. Well, it's, not, it's in the sea. What about the Florida ocean. Keys? Is that a little better? It's also in the ocean, but it's a road. So maybe like the US One and the Florida Keys. Is that a not Monument Valley or like I I don't understand. Like, Wait a minute, exactly. are we doing? You said road trips. You're talking about just drives right now. Like, what, what are we talking about? Well, I thought we were talking about, like, specific trips we've been on on the road. Because, like, you said that you had your cross-country trip. Like, that's your best one so far, I've well, heard. Well, yes, that's one I've taken. I mean, I've also done, like, I've done seven minor minor and independent league baseball games in Iowa in seven days. Nice. That's a cool one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of envious of that one. That's you, a you good one. You can't do that around here. No. No. But also, like, well, you can travel through the desert. And go, any going trip from through su- the desert, it's a good road. Going trip. from Southern California to Vegas is real cool because you get the, especially when you're getting there towards the sun setting, you see like the bright, bright lights of Vegas pop up in the middle of the desert. That's a cool road trip. Is right it better there. than the Autobahn? It's straight out of Swingers. Mm. It's straight, it, it's just straight out of the movie Swingers. Like they, they show that drive in the movie, for, pretty early on in the movies when they go to Vegas. From that, speaking of desert road trips, how about uh? We leaving were, Las we were, Vegas. We were somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. <laughs> I remember saying Very something loaded. like, yeah. I feel a bit lightheaded. Maybe you should drive. We talked about that earlier. And suddenly there were a terrible roar all around us, and the sky was full of what looked like giant bats swooping and screeching okay. all around us. So, The fear and loathing in Las Vegas road trips pretty epic. Can that be recreated? Sure it can. Are you assuming that I haven't done that? Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, now, what about like... What about like the 2000 Smash Summer Hit starring Tom Green Road Trip? Ah, you beat me to yeah, it. Do you guys feel it's like, like that? 30 seconds. I <laughs> love that movie. To- a Todd Phillips gem. But also like what about like the follow-up like the sequel the 2004 Smash Hit not starring Tom Green Euro Trip. Euro Trip. That's a good yeah. movie. That is an excellent they're, movie. They're mainly on trains during that trip. Not uh, necessarily a road trip. There's a Matt Damon part to it, which is excellent. Scotty yeah. doesn't know. He's that, the singer of the Scotty doesn't know band. Fiona yeah. and me. Yes. Yes. It's uh, yes. Yes. I know all the words. Road Trip is such a good movie, though. And isn't that crazy that the director of Road Trip went on to be the director of the Oscar-winning 
Joker. I did not know. Today I learned. Todd Phillips, yeah. Yeah, Todd oh, Phillips. Ha- he took a serious twist a few years ago. Hang- hangover, road trip, old school. He's got a lot of masterpieces in different genres the things that brandon ortega brings us on the program we got to wrap it up make sure you're following us at our social media today as we're going to be uh live from united match um we won't be streaming or anything because that's 3 30 kickoff yeah so but everything's at talk abq follow us on our little bit of a journey uh your social media brandon b-r-a-n-d-e-g-a brandega at brandega at brandega so there you go on twitter so he's in on this one van any final words before we go Oh, not enough for the time allotted. Brandon, anything? Nope. Thanks for having me, guys. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.